the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hello, it is the Nick D Podcast. I am your host, Nick DeGilio. We are on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, radiomisfits.com, the home of some of the best, most entertaining, most varied, most informative, really the coolest podcasts ever. Check them all out. Uh, and I'm happy to be a part of it. My thanks to Ed and everybody at RadioMisfits.com. Rate and review all of us on every platform. Uh, you can discuss us at RadioMisfits.com as well. But please, take the time. Tell us what you think. Rate, review us on every platform. Uh, and if you want to uh, specifically uh, be a part of the Nick D podcast, well, you can do that because 24-7, the voicemail line is open, and we want to hear from you. This is an open invitation for any and all to leave your voicemails with us with questions and comments and contributions. Uh, if you have a request for me to talk into the magic megaphone, and we keep getting requests for that, would you like me to say something into the crazy magic megaphone and it will repeat weirdly through the megaphone? Well, give us a message. Or just in general, you want to leave a voicemail? Wide open, 24-7-773-417-6948. You want to drop us an email with any questions or uh, anything you want? Drop us an email with your questions or comments or anything or your megaphone requests or anything. Uh, NickDPodcast at gmail.com. NickDPodcast at gmail.com. 24-7, contact us email or voicemail anytime. Hey, you want to be a sponsor? You want to advertise with us on the Nick D Podcast? We would love for that to happen. Uh, you want to buy an ad? Let us know. Contact us, sales at radiomisfits.com. All right, it is episode number 88, uh, and it is a Tuesday um, and we're very excited because, uh, uh, you know, this is the, the on, this morning as this, uh, this, uh, this episode, this particular episode, uh, number 88 drops, this is the night that we are doing our live podcast event at Zany's in Rosemont. So, uh, hopefully you guys are all going to come out. We're going to have so much fun, uh, audience participation, surprises. My dad's going to tell a joke. It's going to be great. It's all going to be recorded tonight. And in fact, it will be dropped tomorrow. So you get an extra episode. Normally, uh, we have two episodes per week of the Nick D podcast on Radio Misfits. Every Tuesday, every Friday, new episodes drop uh, at RadioMisfits.com and at every platform where you can get your podcasts at Spotify and Apple and Amazon and all of them. Um, but we get three this week. So episode number 88 is this one. And then tomorrow's episode will be number 89. And that will be the recording of the live event that's happening tonight at Zanies and Rosemont, the Nick D podcast live event. And that podcast, if you miss it, if you if you can't show up tonight, but I hope you can, and I hope the place is packed and we have a great time, you will be able to hear it forever starting uh, tomorrow as episode number 89. But that's tomorrow's episode. Today, uh, it is Tuesday. That means my dad, my dad's going to stop by and tell a joke. 
um, and as he will do tonight, uh, live on stage at Zany's, and you will hear tomorrow on uh, the, the new episode that will drop tomorrow, episode 89. But my dad, as he does every Tuesday, will stop by and tell a joke. Uh, that'll be uh, at the end of the podcast, and uh, that will also be during the segment where I talk to Esmeralda Leon, who is my partner in crime, uh, who is my co-host. We're going to talk about some really weird, crazy facts that are very hard to believe, insane facts that are real, though. They're hard to believe, but they're real. We're going to talk about that. I got some uh, megaphone message to actually uh, <laughs> play back. We got some voicemails and some stuff uh, to talk about Esmeralda. Uh, we'll find out what happened uh, with her during the weekend and discuss all kinds of fun stuff. Always great to talk to my partner, Esmeralda. And uh, coming up next, Dana DiLorenzo. That's right, my future ex-wife. I love her. She loves me. We will get married and get divorced soon. Star of uh, Ash versus Evil Dead, the TV series. Um, she was on. Uh, she was a regular. Uh, she played Beth on um, Craig Ferguson's show, the Late Late, uh, the Late Late Show. Been in tons of movies, tons of TV stuff. Uh, does all the horror conventions. Uh, has been a guest on my old show on the Car Wash on WGN, and has been on on this podcast. And she returns. Just to shoot the shit and hang out because she is my future ex-wife and we love each other deeply. Uh, she's got a new movie that will be coming out on video on demand in December. We'll talk a little bit about that. And we're just going to have some fun and goof around. We just love to, love to hang out. I mean, she's the best. So the incredibly entertaining, the wonderful, the unbelievably fun Dana DiLorenzo is going to join us uh, right after I say congratulations. And again, if you want to be a part of the show in any uh, capacity, we would love to have you. 773-417-6948 or nickdpodcast at gmail.com. That's all coming up on uh, episode 88 of the podcast. And oh, look who it is. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I know, Carrie. Now, Hi, I know, I'm Carrie I know. Russell, and I love Nick's show. I don't want you to get jealous, though, when Dana's here. Okay, you're not going to get jealous when Dana's here, right? Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. That means she'll be fine. All right. All right. Esmeralda coming up later. My dad telling a joke a little bit later, but right after I say congratulations, it's time for the one, the only, my future ex-wife, the spectacular Dana DiLorenzo. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh, yeah. Don't be a jackoff. There you go. That's an introduction. Hi, Dana. How is my favorite future oh. ex-husband? How are you, darling? How, how are you, darling? How are you? How are I am things? so great now that I, I mean, that theme song really just gets my blood going every time. Yeah. Yeah, Every time. That is the, the gift that keeps on giving to me, and I just want to thank you. Jason Skaggs. And, uh, Jason, Jason Skaggs. again. Yeah. Who, by the way, tonight is the night, uh, um, Dana, if people are listening to this on the first day that it drops, tonight's the night that we do our live podcast, me and Esmeralda hosting, at uh, Zany's in Rosemont tonight. I am uh, so excited. And Jason is flying in from Houston, Skaggs. <gasps> flying in from Houston. 
for one no night. No way. Oh, well, that's yeah. going to be a show of shows. I wish I could fly in over. I wish you could that. come in too. Uh, it, would, I, it would be so. And it's not very far from uh, where we hung out. Uh, it's right by the Crown Plaza Hotel. Where Flat oh Mac was. wow! Oh yeah, so, that's yeah, right. It's not far from. Oh there, man, so. Zanies! What a, I mean, that's what a what a I mean, yeah. the Chicago staple. Come on! Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Hi, I'm Dana. I'm excited <laughs> for you. Hi, thanks Hi. for having me on. Oh, it's always a pleasure. You know, as you as I've said before, you could come on this goddamn thing every week if you want. I you know. And, and as I've said to you before, you will rue the day. <laughs> you will. Rue, I'll be getting those divorce papers right now. We'll <laughs> Even just before skip. we're married. Well, yeah, you'll yeah. just be like, yeah, you know what? Let's just go yeah. ahead and get to Rue that. the Day. By the way, Rue the Day, it always reminds me of the movie Real Genius. Um, which oh, is, yeah. <laughs> which is like, Rue the Day? Who talks like that is one of the lines in the movie. It's one of I my favorite movies I just think it's, I know, that is true. But I love, there's no greater way to say it. Yeah. No, that's, no that's the way. most succinct, and that, I'm never succinct, so that is the most succinct that's way true. I can say. That's true. That's very true. Well, it's it's great to have you on for uh, you know for people who uh, might not know you. You were on my uh, we call we call WGN the car wash now. Um, oh, we call oh, it the I wash. love that because it may as well be a car. It may be may as well be a car wash at this point. Um, but Steve Cochran, who was also fired by the same management I was fired by, he now is morning drive on WLS, and I appear on his show regularly now. Look at that. Yeah. You're just talk about a talk about a car wash. It's just like recycling that all back around. <laughs> it's right. Get that rinse. Get that rinse. Baby. And, shine and, it, shine and it up. by the way, Tom Hush, who used to produce my show, is producing that morning show on WL. Oh my God. It's so it's so beautifully incestuous. Yeah. It makes me it, happy. <laughs> beautifully incestuous. That was my radio name for a little while. Hey, wait a minute. I got I got this guy's gonna yeah, yeah. You think you can get me yeah. to a hospital? Wait, hold on now, hold on. What the hell just happened there? This one, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's uh, Jason. I, I asked him, I said, hey, because I don't have reverb on my on my setup here at home. And I like to do the, you know, the radio, the bad radio guy and do the yeah, you know, that kind of shit. Uh-huh. And so I asked Jason Skaggs, I was like, hey, can you do a couple of yeah, man? So he was like, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I got that. <laughs> I have to go to that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that just puts you, that also puts anybody in a good mood when you do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, I, I, I would love, I just also, like, the, the in, anytime I, I hear, like, you say that, like, oh, I just need a couple yeahs, you know, as someone who, like, you know, does voiceovers and auditions and for that stuff, when you are alone, like, you're not in a studio and you're just doing, yeah. like, you know, grunt noises or fight noises that you have to do or stuff like, or even just the yeahs. It's yeah. always just so amusing to just think of that because I know how stupid, like I'm just, my neighbors must love me because when I have to do things like that, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you do it a million different ways. And it's right. like, I just, for 10 minutes, I've just been saying, yeah. Well, it's the voiceover, great. the voiceover stuff, um, and I want to get to other things, but you've been doing a lot of voiceover stuff. You, yeah, obviously you are the voice of Kelly on the Evil Dead uh, video game. That's um, right. And uh, and and you record you can you can record from home. And obviously so many people do that now. And it's not just because of covid, but people have set up like I've had Josh Robert Thompson on my show a few times and he's got a whole studio. Oh, dude, up, I've you know? been I've been there. I know I've, I've been there to like record like some big some big uh, auditions, some big voiceovers. I mean, he uh, <laughs> he could be WGN. Well, now yeah. that's a car wash like he's really yeah. he's got it because yeah. this is his. But he also does, you know. He does Family Guy. He does a bunch of big stuff. Like he that's, does. Yeah, that's what he does. But yeah, he's got quite the setup. What's it, what, what's it like for you? You know, I mean, I know you're a performer. You 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 did a lot. You know, you you did comedy. You did improv. You did all that stuff. You, you sing and all that great stuff. What what is it about voiceovers that's challenging? And and uh, you know what I mean. What's 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 the fun part? What's the <clears throat> shitty part of doing voiceovers? 
Uh, the great question. The fun part is you don't have to be on camera. For me, for me, I really like the freedom of not having to get like to be self-conscious about how I look, you know, stepping on into some bad lighting or something. I really like the freedom of, of expressing or acting um, when it's just the voice alone. It's, it's fun. You can, and it's also um, you get, a, you get time to uh, not time, but you get the opportunity to sort of like play and to explore. And so, you know, when, in the voiceovers I've done, um, you, you tend to, when it's, when it's, <clears throat> excuse me, like a performance as opposed to a commercial, but even with commercials, you get to read the line a couple times. Yeah. Um, and you know, I even love doing ADR. Like I love doing ADR. Like when you have to go back in and record your own lines and match your mouth, like way for evil dead, for example, a lot, like I had to basically ADR the entire uh, finale of season one when I'm out in the rain um, in the house, I had to yeah. go, I had to go and redo it all, uh, which was that actually could lead to a challenge. If you want, that's a good answer. When you're doing ADR stuff, the challenge is you, how do you, to, how do you trick your brain into recreating that specific scenario? So yeah. like, for example, it was 35 degrees in these woods and I'm soaking wet in ice cold water because you can't use hot water because it'll fog the camera. So, and, and you're just, and you're screaming and you're running. And so in order to make like, you have to do the, those noises, like, <laughs> but it has to sound organic but you also can't necessarily run in place because they'll hear that in the studio so that would be i would say a, a challenge but yeah. it's also great but in terms of um the, the the challenge when you're just doing straight up voiceovers i guess it's it it's also what the fun part is it's like trying to manufacture uh a response <clears throat> when an act when you have nothing to act with yeah. Except, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you're in a scene and you're doing live action, you're reacting. All acting is, is reacting to the yep. person in front of you and what you're giving. Yeah. So when it's just you alone in a studio, you know, it takes a special kind of person, which I don't think I've mastered yet, but to, to be able to react. And sometimes you don't even get the other lines, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You don't get it. You don't hear it. You're just doing yours into a vacuum, when you're, but when I you're... really love it. When you're seeing when you're seeing the stuff back, like when you're watching some of the animated stuff that you've done, uh, and you've provided voices in some animated stuff, when you watch it, do you go, "Is it weird to hear your voice coming out of the character?" It just it's not it's not that it's weird. It's it it it's how do I explain it? Um, it's not that it's weird. It's that it's 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 kind of trippy. Like you don't really process it because you know it's you. Yeah. But you're looking at some other being saying it, so it's it's a, this. It's a phenomenon in a way for me personally. Like I, I can't, it's like, oh yeah, that's me. But I think mostly what I'm doing is I'm like, oh, they use that take or, oh, they use that line or, oh, I, I should have done that line better. I think that's what I, I end up doing, but it's not, it's not that it's weird. It's, it's amusing, especially if it's um, a very different voice. Like when I, when I just got to do a, a dream come true happened for me last year where I, got to voice an original character in a Warner Brothers movie know, and it was the King Tweety. Yep. And uh and and so like that voice was very much like this and everything she talks was like and so just like doing that like you know it was just fun to go yeah. into a different voice and play. Yeah. Um and it, it, it did tickle me to see uh an animated version that's so far from 
from me. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, it must be fun too, because you said that, you know, like you're, you're not on camera and you can't be seen. So if you're doing a character that, that, that's kind of that big or that over the top, you can really physically kind of go apeshit when you're in the room by yourself and make weird faces and stuff and not worry. Oh, that's a, <laughs> yes. Yes. That's exactly right, Nick. It's like, you know me so well. That's it. Is that because I often am too big sometimes on camera because I'm just my natural, like what is, <laughs> you know, they always like be natural when you act. Well, my yeah. natural is a 15 out of 10. No. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, yeah, it is, it's free. It's very freeing to just embody it because I like feeling yeah. like I'm performing. I love the feeling, you know? It's funny because like you would have, I wish I would have directed you in a show. I so wish I would have directed you at uh, Factory. Well, there's still time. There is time. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, because... you mean like a play? Like a, yeah. Like a like, yeah. Oh God, yeah, that's because... my that's my that's my that's my. If I could just do that the rest of my life and just yeah. do live, like in a theater, that's that's my happy. Pl- that's yeah, why I would I love, love to go back. I I miss directing. I haven't directed a show in ten years, and uh, so it's been it's been ten years since I directed my last show. Wow. But but the thing is. Um, that whole I'm too big for the room was never a problem with the shit that I directed because <laughs> it was always like louder, faster. That was always my, that was <laughs> my note was fuck the whole thing about like, you know, in theater, they, uh, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to play to the back of the room. And I'm like, okay, well, if the back of the room is only 40 seats, they're going to fucking hear us. That's right. That's it's always deal. better that way. I hate when I go to shows and either the, the sound is off or like you said, it's, People uh, maybe don't realize that even though we're only three three rows back, you have to you do still have to project even a yeah. little bit for the yeah. quiet stuff. So I would yeah you know what let's put that on our bucket list. To Nick, yeah oh I, hey to I work would love together to, I would, on a, in, would, a, in, a, in a play. I would love kind. to. I would uh, it would be it would be it would be an, a, a dream come true to direct you in a show. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. oh I it would be my are you kidding? I would live <laughs> for that. I would love to have we would I would love to have you direct me. We would I, have, uh, we would just, we, I well, just could already see it. it I know so we would fun. get nothing. We would get nothing done, but, we would, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I, well, since we're talking voiceover stuff, uh, I, I saw this on the socials and, uh, on the intranets that they're actually offering the evil dead game for free. And the notice that I, I saw with, with a picture, uh, of the, of the cover of the game, which includes you. Uh, on the on the cover, it says Evil Dead. The game will be free for a limited time, exclusively on the Epic Games Store. You can download Evil Dead the game anytime from November seventeenth, which is two days from now, through November twenty second, um, and you can keep it forever, according to this. So people can download it for a very limited time. I guess is it like I guess it's sort of like a Thanksgiving gift to the fans. Yeah, I bought it for everybody. <laughs> that was happened. <laughs> Uh-huh. I was Wait. like, put it on my tab. Here, I got the. I, I, here, I got an answer for that. What? Yeah, that's a. That's a that's yeah, a- no, yeah. Isn't that great though? I, I, it's great. It is. Yeah. Um, you know, because it, we've all had a tough couple years, and you know, it's really fun to have a nice little escape. So I think that'll be. Uh, I think you know, hopefully, people enjoy that because it's yeah. a really fun game. I got to be now, honest. Like, I have to. I have to really ask. The, la- the last time we had John, the game had just come out. It was mm. fresh. It was just come out. And that's why, you know, we had you on to plug it and everything. And you were still like, and I've seen videos of you and your brother playing it. And you're, <laughs> you probably play. Have you mastered it yet, Dana? And I know that you're not the biggest video game person. You're not one of those, the video game freaks. Um, have you, have you finally mastered Evil Dead? And, and I find that ironic considering that you're in the goddamn thing. <laughs> so have you finally mastered it? 
Uh, 100% no. <laughs> no. 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 Well, because I don't have a console, you yeah. know? So, uh, but, but and I will say, I might not be a video game person in my adult life. But I crushed some old school NES and some Sega ah, from like go. ages six to 12. So I, that's why it's really, that's why the videos you saw that I, I posted with my brother and I, yeah. we used to play when we were kids. Yeah. Um, and uh, you see how upset I get because I don't know what I thought. I thought I was like, oh, I'm just going to waltz right in and be my old awesome, you know, video game self. Cause I would, I'm serious. I would crush, I would like, I'd be a, a good, uh, a good competition with, with like even the guy friends of mine back then or like yeah, my yeah. cousins. Like I was playing because also it was my brother. We had to like play games that we both like. So, you know, things like tech mobile, I'm going way back to NES, but like yeah. tech mobile and, uh, um, and then Sega was like NBA jam. Like we would play or like Mike Tyson. Was it Mike Tyson? Yeah. Knockout. Punch out. Mike Tyson. Yeah, punch, knockout, out. Where, punch out. Yeah, punch yeah, out. Yeah. Punch, punch out. Punch out. Yeah. Um, yeah. With little Mac. You know, things, and I, you know, I love Mario <laughs> Brothers and all that stuff, but um, I was good. And so I don't know if I just thought I was, it's just, oh, once you're good, you're good. I I now run into walls because I'm so used to, <laughs> I, I figured it out. Like my muscle memory is so used to the old school controllers, yeah, which yeah, yeah. were not sensitive. Now I, I barely touch the joystick and I'm running into the wall and my brother yeah. just, God, he thought it was the it was like a gift to him to just yeah. watch me fail at yeah. while playing my own character. That's hilarious. It's funny. Yeah. I've never, I've never, honest to God, Dana. I don't know if I've told you this or not. Maybe I have, or maybe I haven't. I don't know. I have never had a game console in my life. No, never in my life. Here's what I've had. When I was a kid, I had Pong. That was it. And I'm not bullshitting you. I mean, old school Pong. Beep, beep. That shit. That's just, that's, that's. Wait, was that before or after Atari? Before, before. Oh man. No, it was like, it was Pong and uh, you, and, and, and a game called Breakout where the ball would just bounce off of a brick and a brick would disappear. It was just, it was just, it was like two sticks and the ball. Pong. That's it. And back in the seventies, that I was like hot shit. Like my friends would go, Nick's got fucking pong at his house. You know, it was like, whoa. Right, right. <laughs> but I never had I never once I've never once had a game console ever. And I'm talking going back to NES, I'm talking Sega, none of the new stuff, Xbox, none of it. I've never had any of it. So were you just like aged out for the when NES came out and you just you know were I, in school I, in college I, and didn't have I, time? I, or I what? think when NES came, what what, what what years are we talking? When did NES like? So I 80s? have was no it 80s? idea. Probably, I mean, probably. Yeah. Probably because okay. I I think I had it as early. I would have been in my. I mean, it was like, if it, if anything, it would definitely late eighties. Uh, late eighties. I, I really okay. yeah. Yeah, late '80s. I was out getting drunk every night, so no, I didn't play. So that's why. Okay. But <laughs> yeah. even still, even I was still, in my like, was, not even in college. Still, no, no, true. Yeah, exactly. I'm and I dropped out of college. So all of the experiences that uh, that that people have had with video games, you know, hanging out really late in dorm rooms or hanging out and stuff like, I never had that. So I guess in a, and and the only video game, you know, like because I grew up, uh, I'm a little bit older than you, Dana, and I grew up uh, in the right in the huge. Uh, cusp of the video game revolution of the 80s like when i was right i was like i was in high school when pac-man fever was released and all that shit i was in high school during that oh and, wow yeah and so video game play, we had a place called aladdin's castle man at the norwich <laughs> in norwich at the hip which is the harlem irving plaza because it's located at harlem and irving 
And it's, it's called the hip. It's still there, the hip. I and love in, it. Inside the hip mall was Aladdin's castle, man. And that's where we'd go and everybody would play. The, the only game that I was ever good at, Esmerella. Esmer- I'm calling you Esmerella because she's my partner. Um, uh, uh, Dana, well, you went to school with her. so anyway. Yeah, I, I don't mind that at all. You can call me Esmeralda. I, my, I, I already love it. I'm just going to just let's just change my name to that, actually. Esmeralda's a winner. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, Esmeralda would be disgusted by the fact that she would even remotely think that we would be ex-husband and wife. She would she punch, she would kill me, and even <laughs> so that would never happen. Uh, but anyway, um, so Aladdin's Castle, they had all the games, and the only game that I ever really played in the high school time, and maybe a little bit afterwards, the only good, the only game that I was ever good at, the only one that I pumped quarters into was Galaga. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That was the only game that I kicked monumental ass at. That was the only one. So but that's never... a big game. I mean, that's still good. You still have like a, a, a calling card for it. You know what I, I mean? Do, like, yeah. you might not have owned a console, but it's not like you, you just avoided them all together. Nah, I played Galaga. You know? That was my big one. Galaga. I was great at Galaga. Um, have you gone back? Because I've seen there's places here in L.A. Um, actually, my, my friend uh, Ross Marquand was also, is also very good at Galaga um, mm-hmm. because they have a place here, a couple different places now. Um, like one of them's called, I think one up or whatever. And it's, it, they're there. They have these old school, yeah. you know, video game. Yeah. Um, what do you call them? Like what, just the, the, the freestanding video. Yeah, game. The consoles, and the consoles, the video consoles. The consoles yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were, and they're all, you know, the, the, the yeah. vintage ones, yeah. which, and, and, and there's I'm, a place, honestly, there's a place in, fine. there's a place in Wicker Park, right? on Milwaukee in the heart of Wicker Park. Yeah. Uh, have you never gone back to like, to, to I, like, I okay. want you to experience what I experienced where like back in the day you were amazing at it. I want you to go back well, and find one. Here's what happened. And a tell few, me. A few years ago, <clears throat> I hosted, because I used to host a screening a month at uh, the AMC Rosemont Theater. I would, you know, host a movie screening every month. We would do a movie screening. And um, <clears throat> one, one, one time, somebody told me, they came in, because I had mentioned on the air that Galaga was my game when I was young. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, there's a Lucky Strike bowling alley across the street. They got Galaga. And so one night before the movie, a bunch of us that were gonna go, that were gonna watch the movie. I can't remember what movie it was that I was, I was screening. I said, "Let's go across the street and play some Galaga." And I fucking sucked. I across oh, the street. oh. <laughs> welcome uh, to my world. Yeah, you and you get it. You get it then. Yeah. That cr- it was like soul crushing, wasn't it? It was it like was. offensive to your younger yeah. self, and it just, it just. I don't know why. Yeah. So I don't know why I got so upset about it, but I did, and so now you understand. Yeah. I do. I do. I understand. Oh, I'm I sorry. Totally I'm sorry. No, it's all it's right. okay. I got over it. I I, I got over it. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, 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 so, uh, by the way, a lot of people were saying this. God damn it, Nick. That's my favorite uh, audio clip. That's that I found. great. I found that clip. online. I'm like, well, obviously, I have to put that in there. Uh, oh, so, anyway. Uh, it was meant so, for you. Now, you know, you mentioned, you know, growing up, you had, uh, you were badass at, uh, at video games and stuff. I want to go back to when you were a kid and the idea of performing, it was, it was, you know, it was a pretty early thing for you. You wanted to be a performer really, really young, right? I mean, you did work for your dad, right? <laughs> well, that, yeah, that, uh, <laughs> I mean, I grew up in a town called Youngstown, Ohio. And right. mom, my dad uh, had opened his uh, first men's clothing store because my grandfather had one. And then he opened um, a, a one, a different one in our location, our area. And um, they, he would do, you know, back then radio commercials were, you know, very big still. And yeah. so I think when I was 
like four, uh, four or five, or, or no, definitely younger. I'm sorry, because I don't even, I don't remember that one at all. But I was, I think when I was two and a half or something, I could, I would remember, I would learn like by ear. So my dad had me do a Father's Day commercial of like, you, am I here? this is the only thing I remember. My parents have played it because it's still on a cassette, uh, oh, you yeah. know, like the, which my parents still have their banging Olsen uh, re- record player with cassette. <laughs> That uh, they, it's actually pretty badass. It's like, yeah, it's like that. They don't listen. Like my dad doesn't listen to MP3s. He's still, everything is still all vinyl there. So, and it's, and then they have those like wooden, you know, seventies Bose speakers. I mean, I'll anyway, so it, everything sounds great there, yeah. but um, in that, but uh, uh, I think a couple, you know, Christmases or something ago, I, they, they found it and played for it. And all I remember I said was your daddy's going to look so cute. And that's all I, I was like, oh, I sound adorable. And my dad goes, yeah, you, he goes, yeah, you used to be adorable. What happened? Oh, man. <laughs> because I'm annoying. I'm very annoying. I don't it was think you cute. Are. It was very, well, listen, here's what my mom would always say. She's like, you learned to talk at nine months and you never shut the fuck up since. <laughs> No, and I said, well, but mom, like, clearly, clearly, I, that was like, uh, that was just my innate personality. If I was nine months talking, she says, yeah, it was really cute up until about five. And then she said, but also you caused us so much stress about your brother. And I was like, oh, here we go again, because my brother and I are four years apart. So I was four when he was born for like four and a couple months. Yeah. And I talked so much, and my brother never uttered a word. He always was just looking at me. And they would do all, they thought he was deaf. They were doing all of these tests because he was like, honest to God, he was three years old and bare and never spoke. Like, that just wasn't normal. And so they were doing all these like tests. And it turns out it's my, they all like just figured it out. That it's just because I never, I never, Jeremy, what do you want to do today? You want to play golf? What do you want to, let's, let's play this. Let's read this. Let me go. Do you want to go play soccer, Jeremy? Do you want to go to this? And he just was like, would just, <laughs> yeah. But by the way, the, here's the fun twist. My brother now talks even faster and more than I do. So come on, you know? Yeah. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Oh, so wait, wait, yeah. wait. Hold on. Someone talks faster and louder than you. Well, definitely my cousin christine maybe not louder but jeremy is because he has more of a like he talks like he's like oh oh, you should see us together oh god Uh, well okay i mean i did kind of see that dichotomy or that dynamic dichotomy that dynamic together when you posted those videos of you guys playing the video game oh Uh, yeah no but he was he was a little he was probably a little high yeah Uh, so he was more (laughs) mellow hey by the way a dispensary just opened across the street from my apartment Oh, look out. Well, there was a- I can't wait to hear these shows from now on. <laughs> the, the, they, there was a, a storefront that was closed for like seven years. They were like, um, you know, they, they, they put a whole bunch of 8 by 11 uh, pieces of paper in the window with qu- big question marks on it, like the, like the Riddler was opening <laughs> was a fucking store. Say, yeah, like yeah. the Riddler. Yeah, and it was every time I walked past there, I'm like, what the fuck? And I'd try to peek in, but you really couldn't see because like the, the Riddler's logo was taped all over the way. And then finally, seven years go by, and it, it opened up for about three months as uh, a COVID testing center. So it was just temporary. So you could go get your COVID test there. Um, and then that closed. And they put the po- they put the, the question marks back up. 
and I walk <laughs> and I walk over to Walgreens to pick up something at Walgreens because I live right down the street from Walgreens, across the street from Walgreens, uh, which by the way is only about a block away from Lil Malnati's and a block away from Potbelly's. By the way, oh God, you live in that? I know. Yeah, I the, this is this this. I mean, that is a big selling point of why I want to marry you because I'm going to definitely just move in there <laughs> no, solely so that right. I can immediately. <laughs> Just eat my weight in in, in potbellies and lumalnatis, yep. and I love Walgreens. So yeah. it's, it's well, there just you a go. match. So I, I I go to the Walgreens as I'm walking past the Walgreens. I notice. Wait a minute, there are no Riddler question marks. Oh God! In the window, and I walk up, and it's a goddamn dispensary, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's got some you know wacky ass name like hey you know like you know Spliff Town or some shit. I don't know what it's, but anyway. But I have a dispensary it's, now across the street. So it's called a. What was the name of the video game? Aladdin's Corner. What is it? Yeah, called? Yeah, Al- Aladdin's Castle, man. Yeah. <laughs> Aladdin's yeah. Cannabis. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's it's, a, it's, a, it's called Aladdin's Cannabis. There it Aladdin's is, Aladdin's Cannabis, cannabis man. man. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that, they should have. They should have now replaced the. They missed a, I think they missed a really good opportunity for marketing is that after all the question marks, they should now just have like an exclamation point. Yeah, or, that's you it. Know, or, that's some, it. or maybe, you know, something like that. It, literally seven years, Dana. I'd walk past there and I'm like, there's nothing is ever going to open in this place. And then just briefly, you could go into the Joker's, you know, hideout and get your test for a COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can get pot there. I, I don't know if you can get pot. So it's fantastic. So anyway. I don't oh, know man, I'm excited. You, have, you should go check it out. I'm sure. I will. It'll be, I definitely, it'll be great. I, I'm I sure. Definitely. At least some, for some CBD, for some nice stuff. Have I ever, have, have but, I ever told you, by the way, speaking of Walgreens, have I ever told you the story of my Walgreens story? I don't think, because I love Walgreens, so okay. I, I Well, I I'll tell you remember. the story. I've, I've told it before, but I'll tell you the story off the air sometime. But it involves, okay. and I'm going to tell it, by the way, I'm going to tell it tonight on uh, at um, uh, at the live podcast tonight. Um, oh, well, involves, I, guess, I guess I'll come to that. It inv- yeah, you'll fly in. You'll just do it. You'll, <laughs> <laughs> you'll fly in for it and then fly right out. Uh, but anyway, all right. Well, anyway, I'll tell you the, I'll tell you the Walgreens story some other time. I would love that. I would, I'm, book, I just, I'm making a mental note. Okay, cool. Um, can, can you remember, uh, you know, like because you, you started out really young and you wanted to be a performer. Can you oh, yeah, remember? I never answered that question. Go ahead. No, no, I was can, just No, I, I Can was I remember... Gonna, can you remember the first, because you do impressions and you do some great ones, and you know what my favorite one is, my favorite impression that you do, because you do a bunch, but my favorite is Juliette Lewis, by far. Um, but can you remember the first impression that you did, and w- when you were little, did you say, I want to, did you just start impersonating people that you were seeing on TV or people, relatives and shit like that? Uh I, I don't remember me doing my first impression. Like, I don't remember doing it, but I remember... I've, I've since asked my parents and I don't know why they would, but it was, I apparently I did Michael Jackson, but my Michael Jackson, I would like, was just look like I'd put my head down and like, kind of just look up. Like, I think I was imitating like the thrill, like some, one of the album covers they had yeah. of him yeah. or something like kind of just like, I would just make a face. And they and, and my mom and dad would just go do Michael Jackson, and I'd just like immediately go into the face. Um, and in terms of impressions, it, it it's funny because I the it, I remember the first time I did uh, an impression that was for a show, but that was later. That was like I was 
12 and we and my brother and I it was a Christmas show that we were doing um and this it was like a professional you know company they would they would they were singers they would they they do musical reviews kind of thing and they're really good um and they uh then they one year they opened it up to kids and I my brother and I of course because he was much shorter than me at the time uh we did Sonny and we did little Sonny and Cher because they had two people who did so, so we just like you know a little bit, but anyway, the, but in terms of impressions, how it really started is that I would just imitate everything. And in fact, in fact, the, what I remember my first impression just no, of no one famous, but I, and I got in trouble because we had, a, I had a, there was a neighbor, um, our, our yards kind of were catty corner and she was my age and her name was Molly. Um, and I, I don't, she would, I guess she had a certain affectation, which I don't really remember, but my do remember me getting home after playing with her and then my mom, you know, having conversations with me and then saying, why are you talking like Molly? And I didn't even realize I was, and she's like, go, stop it. And then I would say something else later and she'd say, why are you saying like, you're saying like so much like Molly stuff. And I just remember I would just pick it, pick up hmm. whatever I, it was. And the same thing has, I mean, that's never changed. Like when I was in Chicago, my, all, I would be like, oh, that mom, dad, like it was, yeah. it was, I, I, yeah. I imitate whatever I'm around Yeah, uh, a little bit, but, um, but yeah, I just, I loved, and I, I loved to answer, to kind of do it all, uh, answer, go back around and then talk about this too, why impression started. I really just loved performing as a kid innately um, because I liked singing and I liked dancing. I like just, I didn't really dance, but I liked that kind of thing. And so my parents have also cassette recordings. Cause at the time there weren't, if there were video cameras, we didn't have one, yeah. but um, they, my dad would just set uh, his tape recorder down um, and let, just talk to me. Uh, and I was like two or whatever. And yeah. I would, I'm listening to, I have these tapes. And I would just want to put on shows all the time, but the entire, like I'd put on a Dana TV show. I think I've posted this picture. Have you seen uh, the, the TV, Dana's TV? It was my dad. It's a, one of the only crafty things he's ever done. He took a suit box, like a wardrobe box. Okay. Cause he yeah. owned, owned a suit store and I was, you know, the size of a three-year-old, two-year-old, whatever. And I kept saying I wanted to be on TV and I'd perform these shows for my parents. So he made a little, uh, like TV box that said Dana's TV with the channels, like the old school that you would like yeah. press the number on the TV. And I would go stand in it and my face would be in the TV. So, but my, but all I would do was I'd never do the, the acting. I would just go, oh, okay, now, now big boy, we'll be right back after these messages. And I would just do commercials because that's, that's what I think. My mom's like, it's because what you saw the most and it was repeated the most for these commercials. Right. And then you would just do commercials. So um, I just loved making my parents laugh. And I loved, I, did, I remember that with my brother. I, 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 this is, I just created a game that I was always going to win as an older yeah. sister does when yeah. he was also not speaking. He was like two. <laughs> and I, it was called Make Me Laugh. And that was the name of the game. And whoever. That, is it based I, on the old, the old uh, game show? Do you remember the? Old I don't game know. Show? I was six. I was six, okay. so probably okay. not. Oh, you were six. Yeah. Okay. Well, there was a game show called two. "Make Me Laugh." There was a game show called "Make Me Laugh." Well, I, then I was a then I was a genius. Didn't even know it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I definitely never watched that show. Yeah. But the, I don't know what that premise was. Tell me if it's the same. The entire premise of this game I created with my little brother was if I made him laugh, 
he loses. And that's if he what it is. That's a, that's the that is what the game show is. Dude, I'm not kidding. Man. I mean, it I was guess hosted, I peaked it was, at six. It was hosted. It was in. It was in the seventies, and it was hosted by Bobby Van, man. And Bobby Van was a singer, dancer. He actually worked with Bob Fosse. He was a big dancer. And he became like a staple on game shows in the 70s. He and his wife, Elaine Joyce. If you go Google them, Bobby Van and Elaine Joyce, they are the quintessential 70s game show couple. And they were married, and she was vivacious and blonde and hot. And he was like, you know, suave dancer guy. He hosted this show called Make Me Laugh. And God, weirdly enough, Dana, one of the regulars on it was Gallagher, who just passed away. No, Gallagher was a regular on it, and um, and the oh, idea was a cont- oh, it's out there. You got it. You find it, and they actually did a reboot of it, like in the late nineties. But if you if you look up the stuff in the seventies, the best one because it's got like Bruce Baum, he played Baby Man, and all these <laughs> uh, stand up comedian Gary Mule Deer was on there all the time, and <clears throat> some sort of legendary comedians, and one of them Gallagher used to used to come out and do stuff. Um, and, and the idea was the contestant would sit in a chair and, and they would have to 60 seconds. There were like four four comedians and each comedian would come out and have a minute and you, you had to not laugh. And if you laughed, you lost. That was, wow. I got, I got to I can't wait to tell my brother as soon as I'm done talking to you, I'm going to say like, Oh my God, look, Jeremy, Google it. We'd even know I'm going to make me, it's make me laugh, but look up the seventies version with Bobby van as your host. And the, the collection, I think Richard Lewis, and I'm not kidding. I think Richard Lewis was on there. That was, Um, yeah, that was like his early peak. Like early on. That's amazing. Yeah. I got to look it up. So how did your brother do? Did he not laugh or did you make him laugh? Oh, did- no, no. This is why this is why I created the game. I'm six. He's two. <laughs> is a two-year-old going to make a six-year-old laugh? It's rigged. The game is rigged. <laughs> so, and all I had to do was go, all I had to do, I distinctly remember this, to my little two-year-old brother was go, <laughs> and he would... He would lose it. And he had, and I loved hearing his laugh. It was the best laugh. It was a giggle that I just, I still can hear it in my head. And my brother, my brother would try to make his older sister and he would go, and I would be such a bitch and just be stone faced to my little brother. And then, but then I'd feel bad. And, and he would try so hard, this little boy. Hilarious. And and I would then I would have to give him a little chuckle. I was like, "That was good, Jerry. All right, good yeah. A for effort." Hey, but um, you, yeah, so the game was rigged. But y- yeah, you have to bust out some of these audio cassettes, Dana. I, you know what? I you have to. I gotta well, hear and, them. I have to hear. Well, them. and you know what? You made me think of too. Uh, my the the one that I think my true calling has been. Somebody told me that once. They were like, "If that was you at three, and that's what you were doing on your own, you that's your essence." And uh, I, I wonder, I'm like, yeah, why don't I go from one hard job to another hard job? But basically, uh, <laughs> which will be, you'll see what I mean. I was telling jokes to myself, knock, knock jokes, and cracking my own <laughs> shit up. The reason I am so hoarse all the time and develop nodules, I have tapes of me on my, because my parents got me a future price tape recorder so I could do it myself. Yeah. And my, they would, they said I would take this recorder, this tape recorder. Now, this is when I was still an only child. I was three. So I'd go in my room and I'd line up, put all my, my stuffed animals, my mm-hmm. Bert and Ernie and Big Bird and Minnie Mouse and Mickey Mouse. Right. And I would, and they have a picture of it. And I'd sit there and tell my, I would just, speaking of Richard Lewis, I just would go, I just well, go off the cuff and think and just make up jokes on the spot to myself. Cause obviously you don't know how to read or anything. And I would cack like, ah! 
And that is why my voice is permanently screwed up. I mean, I really did. I laughed so hard and they were so stupid that you know, I, but I, then I think I would start laughing because I was laughing. Right. Sure. But the, yeah, yeah no, I have those recordings it, and my parents. I, yeah. I have to say, yeah. Dana, you know, every time you and I talk, the more we talk, the more, uh, we have in common. It's terrifying. I mean, you know, and we've, we've discovered this over the years that I've known you. Oh now, yeah. Um, which is why you're my future ex-wife. Um, I, I am an only child. Um, and my parents got me a tape recorder. And I oh, did the wow. same, I did the same fucking thing. Oh, Dana. come on, I'm, Nick. I'm not kidding you. I would do like stand-up stuff and weird character voices. And um, I didn't line up, I didn't have any stuffed animals or anything, but I did have posters on my wall of like horror movie stuff. And so I would do jokes to like the Th- Phantom of the Opera or I would do jokes to whoever was on my, oh. was on my wall. My, wait, Nick, do you have these? I don't, I, my, my parents might in a box somewhere. You got because... to find, oh, Nick, I swear to God, you find those tapes and you, and, and, and it, whether we do it on air or not, I will, I would love to have a night where I listen to your recordings and you listen to, like, we listen here's, to them together. Here's what you do. Our, here's what you and do. we'll have, a, we'll see which child was funnier <laughs> at three. We'll do that. If I'll, I can dig them up. You dig up your tapes. You come to Chicago. We go to the fucking dispensary across the street and come back here. <laughs> <laughs> No, because then our, our experiment, we're going to think we're the fucking greatest. Yeah, yeah exactly. The greatest comic. We'll be like, you know, we'll, we'll be making like, you know, we, we, we've, we, you know, we have connections in, in show business and stuff. We're going to be calling people up going, look, dude, we got an idea for a TV show. <laughs> we're like, we'll be calling people at two o'clock in the morning. You and I both know Steve Conrad, obviously the, the, the yes. director. and writer. We'll call him up and at like two o'clock in the morning after eating a bunch of chewables. Uh, and and uh, and say yeah, we've been listening to these tapes. We're fucking hilarious when we were six. It's unbelievable. I, I have a feeling Stephen Conrad could take anything and That's turn it true. into something brilliant. <laughs> but true. but but what we have to have is like some we have to have some safety word or some some way to lock ourselves in because I also have a feeling that. As we're cracking our own selves up, listening to each other, we're going to be like, dude, let's go to Zany's for the open mic night right, right now. Exactly. And we're, and, and exactly. we're going to do, and, and, like, uh, you know. I and Zany, so. Zany's, by the way, Dana, Zany's in Rosemont is, is four stops away on my train right outside my window. Dude, I'm not, that would, no, that's why, no, we are locking ourselves in. We have to have some, we have to, we have, let's ask the security guy at the weed place. We'll tip yeah. him, like, give him some cash and be like, whatever you do, you do not let us leave this house. If, by this the place. way, if you see us walking out of the apartment building across the street, heading to the blue line, stop us. <laughs> or call 911. Exactly. <laughs> Say whatever code it is to get us committed immediately. Oh that, that, that sounds like a night, Dana. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, like all, I, I'm so in. I'm so in. Oh, man, you got to uh, find I know I I'll, have. I'll look for them. I, I have I'll, mine for sure. I'll ask my folks. And if they've got, because seriously, I'm not kidding. When you, when you were giving that whole scenario, I did the same thing. Um, did you tell I want to hear more I, like do you remember I told a few, jo- like, mine I told, were a lot of knock knock jokes that's all mine I told was. jokes but I mostly did like character shit like I was mostly like and they were it was mostly uh, I mean as you know uh, Dana I'm a horror fanatic and it was mo- like that's another thing that that Josh and I have hugely in common is oh. this ridiculous obsession with horror and David Desmalchian. I was I just, just I was just gonna say and my oh, a- that was such a great episode. Oh, thanks, uh, you guys. Yeah. But yeah, He's- the three yeah you all have such a horror. You're 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 and, yeah. And I remember when I was six, I would do jokes, but I would kind of do them 
two, like I said, every poster on my wall was horror related. So I would kind of do like weird, like horror kind of inspired voices and jokes. (laughs) (sighs) Nick, this is the greatest thing on the planet. I, I didn't think it was possible for me to love you more than I already do. Yeah. And I every time I every, talk to you, it's true. I love you more. It's true. And it's, and I'm and this is in all seriousness, there every time we talk, I'm like, God damn it, she rules even more than you did the last time. That's just it's just the way it is, man. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Like this <laughs> I, I, I I this is this takes uh, this is bringing us to the next level. I'm yeah. sorry. We might got we might not get divorced. I don't know. I've I you know I said that earlier. I've been saying that. I was always the hopeful one. <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, you've never been married, so that's why. That's why. All right, calm the fuck down. Okay, thanks. Because I'm just saying, I've got experience. I have not. Because I'd rather be alone than settle or be divorced. I understand. So I get it. So no, but I I feel like the time. Yeah. Now what have I got to lose? Why not? (laughs) Okay, but by the way, that that, that, by the way, and we'll get to the new rule in a second. By the way, that's that I think has been the philosophy of every woman I've dated. What the fuck? I got nothing to lose. I think that's been the. <laughs> oh, what, what, what's God. the new what's the new rule now you were just gonna say we have the a new, new rule yeah. is if <laughs> we do get married um we must book our own entertainment of we just sit ever make everyone be forced to listen to ourselves telling jokes <laughs> when we were three. when we were six that's yeah. that's our that's, that's gonna yeah, yeah that's gonna okay. happen in our at our reception and that's, that's it at some point that's it at some yeah. point there's going to be the comedy hour <laughs> And uh, you know, I'm, just it's, sit it's and so it's so weird because I'm going to Tom Hush is getting married to his lovely uh, fiance Lauren, my old producer Tom. You know him. Yes, he's, yes. he's getting married Saturday, and uh, oh, so the, congrats, yeah. Tom. And uh, so I'm going to that, and I, I'm I'm wondering if they're going to do any comedy routines. I, I wonder if that's going to happen. Well, you know, know, you could offer as a friend. You could say, <laughs> "Hey, I, I I got something if you guys I got listen really I got want an exclusive. I got tapes of me and Dana when we were six. Just I, play them now, and you you want to clear out the reception. Hall in about two minutes. <laughs> no, I, th- I, I disagree. I think it'll crush. I think it's going to crush. Okay, it'll kill. I especially it'll, it'll think kill. these characters you came up with. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I am sitting here just like, why are you teasing me and you don't even have them yet? I need that. It, I, you know what? Honestly, if you're late for Zanies, I won't be mad because you need to go to your parents' house right now. Like, well, they're going to be there. They're going to be there because my dad is going to tell jokes on the stage. So, oh uh, my, I love your dad's going to tell jokes on the Zany stage. Zany's, yes. Oh, Nick, that's such a gift. Yeah, he's going to close. That's a real gift you're giving. I love that. (laughs) Your dad's jokes are so good. And by the way, he told me the jokes that he's telling, and and, and Dana, he's going to kill everything that I say. My surprise guest, Esmeralda, says it's all going to pale in comparison to my 81 year old dad killing with some jokes at the end of this thing. It's going to be. I I, I 100 percent agree i i can already tell i can already tell you know oh, what i mean man. all right oh I man you, you oh wait that's an idea too we play our t- okay either either we play our tapes and You're then your dad me, closes and then your dad closes or you and i i've, I've thought of this before in earnest huh? in earnest we just get up there and and tell the exact same jokes we did as children oh. See. But not tell anybody that that's what we're doing, <laughs> and we just. That's fucking great. I've played. I've toyed with that idea, but like, it's truly, brilliant. 
It's brilliant. But, but, but like, it, I just don't know if it would work if there was no... Cause the, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy to do it with you. What, but, well, like, my, is, my jokes were, like, I, one of them, th- this is the quality. And I'm like, do I do what I deliver it straight? What I do deadpan? All right, give me, give joke, me, give me an example. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, did, what did the T-shirt say to the banana? What did the T-shirt say to the banana? Hello, big bird. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, hold on, wait a minute. Well, there you go. (laughs) You know what's funny is my friends, you've heard it. Whenever, whenever I retell them or I listen to it, I do go back and just keep laughing. Like right now, I did just make myself laugh because it's so, they're like, you really just are so amused. Or we could, we could, we could hit you with this. <laughs> but you wouldn't do I that think to a kid. I think it's genius. I think. Yeah, I think it's a great no, idea. No, but not as a kid. I think. No, as I know. Go, I got you. I got you. And and I really, I really think it's. I think. I think there is something really sort of brilliant about it. Like with no explanation. Don't say what it. Don't explain to the crowd that this was a joke I told when I was six. Just go up and tell those jokes straight. <laughs> Like it's it's a little bit uh, like Andy Kaufman. Exactly, you know it's I mean? exactly what it is. Like, exactly, it's genius, Dana. We need to tour. We need to we tour with to, this, dude. This is why we cannot leave the house when we do this. <laughs> You're gonna be calling up every producer. I, I'm listen, gonna be telling got, Dave I, and all these guys. I, I, we got I, an yeah. idea. I now have access to Zanies. They like me. So I. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. It's happening, isn't it? It's going to happen, isn't man. It? It's going to happen. God. And add, add a trip to the dispensary to the, This is us straight. Can you imagine what would happen <laughs> after a few <laughs> chewables? My God. <laughs> Oh, it's the greatest God. show on earth. I and think we just so- came up with the greatest show on earth. <laughs> you know what? Just they might as well just start selling the tickets. They're going to sell out in a day. It's, yeah, it's good. we're going to sell out the United Center. <laughs> oh my God! All right, listen. <laughs> I am having a blast. By the way, you're the best, Dana. God damn no, it! You, I you love should, you, Nick D. You know oh, that you're, you're my you're best. my favorite. You are the you're so good at what you do. And oh. every time, every time, every single time, I'm like, there's not possibly anything he hasn't asked me yet. And every time, you just make it so much fun well, and so interesting and effortless. I and I love listening to you when you have my friends on and oh, people or just anything like well, you're just so good at this. Oh, is like you're born to do this, and I well, love thanks, it. And Dana. I know your listeners agree. Well, I think I appreciate that. You're my you're you know obviously you know how much I love you and how much I I think you're such a fucking amazing person and amazing guest and you're the best. So now that we finished blowing each other, uh, what? Am- <laughs> 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 oh wait, you want that? I got that. Are you kidding me? Hold on a minute. There it is. Yeah. There it yeah. Is. Oh god, it's so good. It's, yeah. it's so good. So, um, listen. Let's let's. There's you have you have a, a really cool project that I want to mention. It's a movie, and it'll be uh, around available in late December sometime. We don't have the exact date yet. And it's right. called the the disappearance of Toby Blackwood. And not only are you in it, not only are you a part of it, but you actually uh, helped produce it. And you worked with a bunch of people that you worked with on um, uh, Perpetual and uh, and other people. And tell me about the disappearance of Toby Blackwood. And I'm really looking forward to it. 
Uh, thank you. Yeah, it's I'm really, really proud of it. And uh, it's written, um, co-written by De Doug Mellard and uh, my friend Joe uh, Ahern. And they're really funny guys. Um, I don't know. People might also know Doug. Uh, he does a podcast with um, Doug Benson called uh, yeah. Doug and Doug. Yeah. And um, speaking, speaking of the world of Doug, the world of Doug. Speaking of dispensary. Speaking of, <laughs> dude, you know what? We could get him to guest star in our show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i i know i'm sorry i'm just gonna i can't focus on anything else now this is i, I the, the ideas are just you know and like richard lewis was a mentor of mine like way back from chicago uh yeah. and, and i'm telling you he he might even guest star he's gonna think it's brilliant he's yeah, gonna think it's brilliant okay, cool uh i'm just saying okay i gotta focus sorry okay <laughs> i'm so distracted it's called it's called awesome the idea. It's, it's called the disappearance of toby blackwood yeah <laughs> Well, the disappearance of Toby Blackwood. Uh, I'm here to bring. I'm show. here to bring. I'm here to bring you back, Dana. So go. Ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I need help with that. I'm sorry. I'm so far gone right now, and I haven't even eaten an edible. This is me. Sober, <laughs> That's like the you thing. Said. That's what I'm saying. You know how fucking crazy it would be. Is, if you, oh, okay. Oh, man. Okay. No. Yeah. So disappearance uh, of Toby Blackwood, um, and it's about uh, a conspiracy theorist. Uh, who's a, a YouTube personality who goes missing during the pandemic and two friends make it their mission to find him without leaving their homes and hilarity ensues. And, 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 and it really is uh, a testament to Joe and Doug who uh, wrote it and uh, Joe directed it because all of the performances in it were, this was actually filmed during the pandemic. So all of the performances except the two main characters um, are did it from their phones, um, like they were. It's all. It's like uh, you know, having like zooms and facetimes is what it's supposed to look like. That right. kind of idea. Right. But that's really how it was created. And it's. But then they, you know, used a camera to do the the stuff and make it more traditional with the two main characters as this becomes their obsession. Because as we, some of us probably experienced. All of a sudden, we became obsessed with some very interesting things that during the pandemic that maybe we normally wouldn't have, like bread. Everybody became obsessed with making bread. So this was <laughs> right. this becomes their their obsession, and it's a it's a a, a dark comedy, uh, but very much more of a comedy. And some great people in it, like your you know you one of your favorites, Luis Guzman. Oh, I love him. Um, and Rick Gomez, and I get to play a, a complete uh, psycho. Awesome. Um, which was also very, very fun for me. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's coming out on VOD in late December. And there's, oh, and I, I guess I can, I can just tease it. I'm not allowed to say yet, but there's also going to be some pretty big uh, cameos, surprise cameos yeah. in this as well. That um, uh, anyway, I, I know you're going to love it. You're going to actually what? love it. It's really fun. Well, get you on. We'll get you on when it when it's when it's when it's available on VOD. We'll have you back on uh, to talk about it, and we can talk more about the surprise uh, guests that are in it. Uh, I'd love that. Appearances. That's the disappearance of Toby Blackwood, um, and you can check it out. And uh, the website that I have is whereistobyblackwood.com. If That's people want to check out the info, and uh, they've got all the cast members, and then they have little little question little question marks. Maybe it's a dispensary. Oh my a god! <laughs> <laughs> it's the Riddler. The Riddler has invaded this entire show, Dana. Dude, I don't, wow, dude, oh. we gotta okay, we dude, we gotta work. The, we gotta have the Riddler section of our show where we tell riddles. There's not even a punchline. We just tell. 
riddles and never give people the answer. Oh man, this is going to come it's, on. That's I'm telling you, it's going to it's going to put us money way maker. Over the top. I'm, yeah, I'm, count, I'm counting my money. I'm counting um, it now. Where I'm um, in their trailer is on that website too as well. Right. If people okay. See where it. where is TobyBlackwood.com is the website. Where is TobyBlackwood.com and it'll come out uh, towards the end of December and Dana will come out to talk more detail about it uh, as we get closer. Hey, uh, you know uh, we're a week away from this. <laughs> so that, that? I'm sorry. What that's was a turkey. That? That's a turkey. Uh, that's my. Oh, this is okay. supposed to be a turkey gobbling. At least that's what that's... the sound says. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What. That's, uh, I thought you were saying it's a, we're a week away from listening to Dana go grocery shopping because I always pick the cart that sounds like that. Oh, and is it's that what that is? Quiet. No, no, no. That was supposed to be what. a turkey. That was supposed to be a turkey. Mm-hmm. That's what it says here. It says it's labeled turkey gobble, not. I believe you, it. I, it's I, just I, that conveniently also sounds like every single fucking cart I ever you ever choose. Doesn't even matter if it's the grocery store. It could be Target. It could be Walgreens. I pick. There's rows of them, and I actually get anxiety about it because I'm like, let me move this one and this one. Kind of the break is stuck, and I always oh. pick it, and it's good, and it does that little thing where it's fine. The first, as soon as you roll it in, and then yeah. you're already down the aisle, and it's like. There it is. Or it's this. This is Dana walking through Walgreens. There it is. Right there. That's, uh, and, then, and then Dana will say this. You think you can get me to a hospital? I think I broke my ass. Now, so can you... By the way, Dana, can you name that actor who that is? There's a stri- a How do you know I'm terrible at trivia, Nick? All right, let me, let me just hear You Listen. think you can get me to a hospital? I think I broke my ass. Anyway, this is one of my favorite clips ever. I should know this, and I, I look like I, – I, 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 I don't – He's a, uh, he, he, he was an actor who a lot of people for many years, the later part of his life, a lot of people were like, isn't he dead? And uh, there used to be a website about him being alive. Oh, Gary Busey maybe? No, no, not Gary Busey. <laughs> By the way, have I ever told you the story about me hanging out with Gary Busey for a week? Dude, no. no. That, oh, my God. oh, my God. I hung out with Gary Busey for a full week. A full week. Every night – in October of 1992, I hung out with Gary Busey for seven nights fucking straight. And you have lived to tell and the tale. Jake Busey was on my show in the studio years, some years ago. And I said to him, I was like, you know, I just want to mention that. He and William Cat from Carrie, they were on my show in studio. And wow. I said, what, the greatest American hero. Uh, oh, he, oh, okay. That guy, William Cat. So, so Jason, Jake Busey, and he, they did a movie together, so they're in the studio, and I'm interviewing him, and, and during a commercial break, I said, hey, I just want to let you know that I spent a week hanging out with your dad one, uh, one week uh, back in October of 1992, and he looked at me, and he just goes, dude, I'm really sorry. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> no, it's not Gary Busey. Uh, I'll play it one more time, and then I'll tell you who it is. You think you can get me to a hospital? I think I broke my ass. That's, uh, that's Abe Vigoda. That's Abe Vigoda. No. Yes. And you know, you know that that's in Good Burger with with Cal and Keenan. That's from the movie. The, Good all Burger. of those things is in my heart for my brain to process. I do. I did love Good Burger growing up. That was a that was yeah. a sketch show. That was part of all that on Nickelodeon during right. my uh, formative right. years. Um, but I, I sadly was too old once the movie came out. The to movie go. came but, out. Uh, 
Now yeah. I need to go see that. Yeah, that's I need you to think you can get me to a hospital? I think I broke my ass. Yeah, that's how <laughs> All right. Also, by the way, we are definitely going to watch Good Burger when we are there you after go. the dispensary coming up with our <laughs> with our genius idea. We have all these plans before our wedding. Um, and I played the it's gobble. What, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Um, are you, you are you going back home or? Uh... I am. I, I always uh, like to spend it with my dad um, because the that week is uh, also my parents. What would have been their anniversary, and uh, so I always like to just be there with him. So we're going there, and then we go to my um godparents house uh who it's been their tradition for for years since since my uh family moved away like when we were growing up it was like we had you know my grandma was there and all that stuff but yeah. so that's that's what my mom and dad did my brother went used to um and uh, cook out here and he always did the thanksgiving because he has all the cooking genes in the family unlike me Right. So yeah, who got the last laugh? He, I mean, he who gets the last laugh? I, I beat him when I was six. Right. <laughs> and right. now, now my brother's making fucking turkeys and my grandma's stuffing. Like he wins, he wins. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm going home to to be with pops. Very cool. Very cool. What are you doing? And, and by the way, I'm just gonna. You know, my parents live about a mile away, and I'm just going over there. And we'll, my mom will make my mom. There's only three of us. There's me, my dad, and my mom. And my mom's like, oh, I've got a 64 pound turkey today. And She's, I'm like, what are you? <laughs> What are you doing? There's three of us. <laughs> Man, maybe I'll on my way on my way back from uh, Cleveland. I'll stop, stop over. by. Yeah, stop by. Stop on by. Um, before we let you go, uh, you mentioned your mom, and your mom uh, had a couple of uh, charities that she she felt very passionate about. Why don't we uh, uh, give those a plug before we let you go? Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Nick. Uh, and yeah. one of them is, is especially timely because it's uh, you know Thanksgiving uh, time of year. So one of them that was the most important to her, she said, no child should ever go to bed hungry. So um, great time to just uh, donate if you can. And keep in mind, nokidhungry.org um, to help the kids uh, so that no one uh, is, is going hungry. Right. Um, it's very important. And um, the other one, um, elephants meant a lot to her uh, once she learned uh, their, about you know, the, the high intelligence, and the fact that they um, have such a emotional intelligence. Like they're one of the few uh, mammals that have they mourn, they have funerals and it's, yeah. and it's a, they're run, it's a maternal run, you know, the, the herds are maternal run. And so, um, by all the, by all the women and moms. So my mom always had an affinity for elephants. So the David Sheldrick wildlife trust, um, is another big one for her to, uh, help, um, reintegrate, uh, orphaned little babies who are days old that their mothers get, you know, poached and killed or further yeah. uh, so it's it's a really well it's a it's a beautiful thing that they're well doing when when, when, uh, when we post this on the socials and on the internet I'll, we'll, we'll put links up to those uh to those websites oh uh, i appreciate that nick thank yeah, you so, so much dana i love you you know that <clears throat> and uh and this i was love just you a, more this was just a goddamn delight as always and um have a great thanksgiving and we'll get you back on uh closer to when the disappearance of toby blackwood comes out and we can reveal a little bit more about it cool I would love, you know, Nick, you, I'm never going to say no to you. I love, this is, this is like, I, I love doing this with you. This is, yeah. this is, uh, I could keep talking to you if, if well, you, uh, all day. And okay. um, I, I just want to say, since it's the season, not to be cheesy, but I think it's important. I just want to say I'm grateful for you, Nick. I'm grateful when I met you. I'm so grateful that we had our very first uh, interview in person at the car wash way yes. back when. Yes. That to this day remains like my favorite uh, interview and to, because it was like our first, but it yeah. really, that, that was the most exhilarating, magnificent, uh, time and, wow. uh, look at where we are now. And I'm just so grateful that, uh, 
that you're going to be my future ex-husband and okay. maybe not, or just my future husband, but I'm, I'm yeah. grateful for you and all you do. And, and, uh, thanks for, for tickling the airwaves with your, yeah. with your talents, my friend. That's, you're killing me, Dana. That's beautiful. Thank you very and much. And also that really is just a ploy to say, we're doing our fucking show. We're doing <laughs> our show, the greatest show of where we time. just tell yeah. these terrible jokes we created when, when we, we were, were kids. Six. When we were sick. Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to get, we're going to get it all. It's going to be a, it's going to be the show of shows. The, the Peabody is on the way. I'm sure that they're going <laughs> to. So, uh, all right, Dana, I'm going to close with your theme and I thank you again. Okay. Thank you, Nick. I love you. All right, I love you too. Dana DiLorenzo. Here we go. One, two, three, four. Dana DiLorenzo. She'll fuck your face with bullets. Dana DiLorenzo. Ooh, that's right. It's Nicky's future ex wife. Dana DiLorenzo. Dana DiLorenzo. All right. Esmeralda Leon coming up next. Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda Leon. Yeah. Esma. I'm talking about that Esma. Esmeralda. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. How um, are you? My future ex-wife and your best friend, uh, Dana DiLorenzo, says hello. Um, we oh, just, good. We just chatted for a, a long time. <laughs> Very nice. And uh, she is spectacular as usual and wanted me to say hello to you. So there you go. Um, hello. <laughs> I never know how to like respond when someone's like, "Yeah, so and so said hi to you." Yeah, like, oh, well, they hi. can't. Hear, they can't hear me. <laughs> they can't hear me. So I don't know, uh, you know, what exactly to do about that. But uh, all right, cool. Hey, uh, tonight is our big uh, live event at uh, at Zany's. If people are listening to this, you know, on Tuesday when it drops, Tuesday morning when it drops. Tonight we're uh, out at Zany's. My dad telling jokes to close the show. Jason Skaggs flying in. A very uh, spectacular surprise guest who you've you've never met, but you are aware of and have common friends. Yes, we yeah we have threads. We're six yes. degrees of Kevin Bacon exactly. and all that. Exactly, uh, and I actually think he is literally six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I think we can. Oh really? Well, there I, you go. <laughs> I'm almost. You know what? No, he is. I think he's less than six nice. degrees. I think he's like one degree. Oh my! Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a nice place to be. It is when you're that close to Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that I'm not that close. Well, I guess I'm two now. Once I'll meet him. That's right, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and we've got that. We've got some taste testing stuff. We're gonna taste test like uh, Christmassy items, like chocolate mint Christmas flavored Twinkies and mac and cheese mm. candy canes and Fruit mm. Loop flavored mm. candy canes and. And we, we didn't bring enough for everybody, but some people in the audience are going to be able to taste test this shit with us. Yeah. It's going to be great. Um, so this means I just don't have to eat dinner. Right. right, <laughs> right. She's going to eat mac and cheese, candy canes. That's and it. Twinkies. But if you do, if you do want to <laughs> eat dinner, and this is to anybody who comes out, Zany's is located in the Parkway Bank Pavilion at Rosemont. And there are like at least seven restaurants within spitting distance. 
you can have a nice dinner nice. and then come see the show. Um, I know a lot of people are, I know some people who are going to do that, have some dinner beforehand and yeah. then come see the show. Make a night of it. Make a night of it. A Tuesday night. Hey, who says you can't go out and have fun on a Tuesday night? Right. It's so, less busy on a Tuesday night. That's exact, well, yes, that's true. Very true. Um, so, and so you'll get in right quick that's, when you want to get dinner. You want to get food? Boom. You're in. You can eat. And then you're there. We mm-hmm. start at 730. Doors open at 630. Uh, they got like a two drink minimum thing there or a two item minimum. If you want to get some food there, you can get uh, two items of food there or whatever. Uh, so we start at 730. Have a snack. <laughs> And eat some candy. I mean, there's mm-hmm. we're going to be doing all kinds of taste tests, and you could be one of the people who will be involved in our taste test. So, anyway, it's tomorrow night, or I'm sorry, tonight. Sorry, tonight. 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 Tuesday, Tuesday night. night. That's right. It is November fifteenth, <laughs> and it's seven thirty. Start doors open at six thirty. Rosemont uh, Zanies, and you can check out rosemont.zanies.com. Uh, if you want five dollar tickets, they're still uh, available there. You can unlock them. By using the code PODCAST5, all caps, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, all caps, PODCAST, the number five, PODCAST5, and you can get uh, cheap tickets. So anyway. Yeah, and don't be, don't be thinking, oh, it's five o'clock, I can't get tickets. You, can, you just order them online and boom, boom. And they're there. Then or you go. <laughs> get them at the door. They're, if you yep. don't want to do the online, you don't want to call the box office, that's cool because you can go right to the box office and get the tickets. You know, right before we start at 7.30. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it, Esmeralda. We're going to have so much fun. Um, can't wait to see Skaggs. It's been so long since I've seen him. Yeah, um, that's going to be so fun. I can't believe he's he's, he's flown in, in just for us. Flying in. I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> he's flown in just for us. Uh, so, yeah. So, anyway, uh, it's going to be great. My dad's going to close the show with some jokes and all that stuff. So it's going to be fun. So uh, uh, nice. tonight's going to be great. I'm looking forward to seeing you. It's been a while since I've seen you, Esmeralda, in the flesh. Yeah. So. It'll be fun. All right. Anyway, that's uh, that's tonight. Uh, but right now, we uh, want to uh, talk about some fun stuff that we always do. We, we're a little bit shorter this time, Esmeralda, because uh, mm-hmm. you know when Dana and I get together, we send up, we tend to blab, <laughs> right? <laughs> and we haven't talked in a while, and we were all like getting all mushy and stuff, and then you know, and even after we stopped recording, we talked for another hour. <laughs> so it was it was it was just we did a lot of catching up. My future ex wife. So, Good, but anyway, we, we're going to go a little bit shorter than usual, and I apologize for that, but. Oh, well, then let's do the, um, the, the speaker thing. Oh, okay. The megaphone? Yeah. Okay. We, we are asking. You get it out of the way. I can't believe, Esmeralda. <laughs> can you believe that this is a bit that's actually taken off? No, I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's how, that's how stupid our fans are, because we're stupid, so they're big old dummies, too, and they love it. I'm excited that they the love it. So the, what's going on here? We have dumb is... ideas. We have stupid ideas. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're idiots. Exactly. We are. We are. And I mean that idiots. in the. I mean that in the best light too. Absolutely. To call, Absolutely. call the people listening like, idiots. <laughs> like, what, look, we're tonight, all dummies. <laughs> tonight at the at the Zanies and Rosemont, it's going to be a room full of idiots, and we're all going to have yeah, a blast. We're all dummies. All we're of all us dummies. are dummies. <laughs> well, I've got this megaphone that the aforementioned Jason Skaggs got me because I don't have access mm-hmm. to uh, to uh, to reverb, but I do have this. Yeah. 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 So Your that's chorus. Jason. That's my chorus. That's but he chorus. did he did give me a megaphone, and you can record messages on this megaphone. And so I was like, mm-hmm. hey, we were goofing around one day when we were recording Esmeralda, and I was like, hey, maybe our subscribers would like a, a message that I can speak to and record, and they can hear it through the magic megaphone. Yeah. 
And for some reason, the magic megaphone. Yeah, the magic megaphone. And for some reason, people want to hear their messages through the megaphone. Um, so and again, if you have a request for me to say something into the magic megaphone exclusively for you, uh, drop me an email, Nick D podcast at gmail.com. Tell me what you want to say into the magic megaphone and you'll hear it or leave a voicemail message at 773-417-6948. So the Hawk of May is a guy who used to listen to me all the way dating back, uh, in my car wash days with Gary Lee Wright. So oh, wow. we're talking like old school, old school, like 1998 yeah. is when I started with Gary Lee Wright. And I was with him through, I think like 2005 ish. So that's a long time ago. So the Hawk of May had a message that he wanted me to record. Are you ready to hear it? Yes. Okay. And again, here we go. I'm too sexy for this megaphone. Too sexy for this megaphone. I'm too sexy for this megaphone too sexy for this megaphone right so so that's i love it yeah so oh my god that's what all right okay that's enough (laughs) whoa oh boy jesus christ Cops are going to show up in any minute. Anyway, so that's what he wanted me to do, a variation on I'm Too Sexy. So there you go. Nice. All right. If you would like an exclusive <laughs> megaphone message, tell me what to say. I am at your disposal. Send an email to nickdpodcast at gmail.com or 773-417-6948. Um, uh, yeah. So, all right. <laughs> that's, there you go. I don't know what to say about that, except that people are weird and we love them. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, we uh, just a little behind the scenes thing. You had a little issue with your um, with your with your Wi-Fi. So we had to we we're recording a little bit later than usual, which is why I freaked out mm. when the siren went off because it's kind of <laughs> late here. <laughs> so but uh, but your but your uh, your your Wi-Fi is back. Mm hmm. Obviously. How can you live without mm-hmm. Wi-Fi? How did you live without Wi-Fi? Well, I wasn't home, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it worked out. <laughs> it worked out well. And we can reschedule. You know, this is flexible enough where we can reschedule because we need, obviously, oh, yeah. we need Wi-Fi yeah. for this. So. All right, cool. Hey, uh, did you take a look um, at uh, the the article that I sent you, which is bonk, 32 bonkers stats that the, that the world, that sound fake, but, they're not, but they aren't? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, yes, I do. Okay. I, these are some of these are absolutely hilarious. By the way, my dad is going to stop by and tell a joke. Um, Very nice. And uh, oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Wait. Hold on. We got to say. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell. Hi, Carrie. And I love Nick's show. I Carrie. Hi, I'm Carrie I, yeah. Russell, and I she, um, love Nick's show. She was a little jealous when Dana was here. I have to say. So. I mean, I would, I would assume so. Yeah. So she but my dad, no, my dad's gonna knocking knock on the door trying to get <laughs> trying to get in. I'm here flirting with Dana. It was not pretty. So <laughs> anyway, uh, but she's here and uh, she'll be uh, waiting out on the porch when my dad shows up. She'll open the door for him, and that'll be coming up. Oh, very nice, very polite. So, so crazy facts and actual stats. What stepped out for you? What are some of these that uh, that jumped out for you? Well, so the first one that that stood out to me was is essentially like one of the the beginning ones, and it's only because uh, I used to work for a real estate office, and okay. it's uh, the fact is ninety percent of office thermostats don't do anything at all. 
<laughs> yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, yes, I yeah. used to work. So I used to work for the. I was like the front desk for a real estate management place. So we they owned like a few boutique buildings downtown, and so. But I would be the person that they would call when anything was wrong in the building, and then I would send off uh, a maintenance person. Um, but it did not fail. Like probably 95% of the calls were about the heat. It was too cold or too hot. Um, and they needed to get somebody to come fix it. Uh-huh. And it was the worst. I actually wish they had little fake thermostats, but because they were really old buildings, they really couldn't do much. They could just open the yeah. things where the heat or the cold came out <laughs> it was really ridiculous like we would just get calls upon calls upon calls like people from one side of the office would call and then the other side would call and they would say they're cold or they're hot and oh, it was the worst mm. um i wish they had little fake office thermostats so they can just push the button and pretend they did something yeah it's funny because um you know, uh, I, I for definitely in the Trib building when the when the car wash was located in the Trib, they never worked. Mm-hmm. In the studio, they never worked. Um, and and uh, especially on the seventh floor, the when we when we were up on the seventh, you know, when when you started with me, we were up on the seventh floor of the Tribune building, and your little hut was right outside of our my studio. Mm-hmm. And was how was your hut? Your hut was comfortable, right? The the traffic hut. Yeah, it was never too hot or too cold. It was always either 100 degrees in that studio on the seventh floor or 50 below. And no. Well, because you no guys had between. lights. You had so many lights in there. Yeah. Even even if I turned them down. Really? It didn't help? Huh. Yeah. So, I couldn't tell you what the, yeah. And then there was no one to complain to because it was in the middle of the night. There's no Right. No, exactly. Like if we, like any kind of call to the boiler room was like, well, there's nobody here, dude. It's two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Like we're suffering. No, it doesn't yeah. matter. We don't care. <laughs> that's the, that's that's what happens when you work overnight. Um, but it <laughs> did. But but at three hundred three Wacker, where the car wash is now, hmm. um, in the studio that I use because I use the studio. I don't. I didn't use the the main studio. I used D. Yeah, because it was it was Studio D because it was they they called it Studio Digilio because I was like the only guy that used it. Uh, and I believe now John Williams does his show from there. Hmm. But I was the only one. Everybody else did their shows from Studio A. I did it from D. And that studio, I will say, the thermostat worked. I don't know why. I don't know why. But in that studio, it worked. If it was too hot, I could turn it down. And it could get real cold. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm just going to assume that the, the in the trib, those are fake thermometers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're thermostats, fake thermostats. Thermostats, not thermometers. Is it, is it a thermometer? Thermometer is the thing you put in your butt, isn't it? Um, I think a thermometer is the general, the general thing. Yeah. Thing, yeah. But, I, um, <laughs> the thermostat is the thing that you can like move up and down. Gotcha. By the way, again, I'm sorry. The butt thermometer, I believe I think is an <laughs> anal thermometer. It's an I anal think. Ther- yeah, no, it's called an anal thermometer. <laughs> yeah. I think, an- I think that's, that's just it. Like you just. You know, slap it's that like, on there. That's the thing. It's an anal thermometer, and then you put it up your butt, and you go, "Yep, it's about sixty degrees in here. We need." <laughs> By the way, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rectal. 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 That's right. Rectal thermometer. <laughs> right. We're both. 
We're both going right to the porn. Uh, uh, <laughs> again, we're dummies. <laughs> yeah, again. And again, we don't want to. That's like if rectal thermometer is what you want to Google. You don't want to Google anal thermometer. You're going to get a whole yeah. different uh, thing. By the way, Dana just fucking texted me now. And I'm like, I'm on, I'm taping with Esmeralda and she's like, say hi to Esmeralda, all caps. So hi. And I can actually, she can oh, actually, t- and I'm, I just said, she says hi. And she texted back, say hi again. So there you go. Oh, hi. All this stuff, all this stuff that we just set up. Now you can actually communicate with her because she's actually texting me. So uh, <laughs> she's so crazy, man. Anyway. Um, yeah. So 90% of office thermostats don't work. Yeah. No, that doesn't surprise me. I'm not surprised by that at all. I used to work at, yeah. uh. And an office um, in Evanston, um, and it was always, again, either 100 degrees or 50 below. And whatever you did, you pressed the buttons or you turned the dial or whatever, nothing happened. Yeah, fake. So fake. Was it, what, did, were people <laughs> able to, was that a, do you think that that was, um, that was done on purpose in order to make people sell more real estate? <laughs> what, to turn it up or down? Yeah, I mean, at your or office. Or to have fake office, thermostats. <laughs> yeah, no, to, 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 to keep the temperature uncomfortable for people. Was that like, all right, now you're going to sell some goddamn real estate. You know what I mean? Was that like a... Maybe, oh, no, 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 no. At your office. So, no, these were in the buildings. Uh, oh, oh, okay. All right, okay, I got gotcha. In our office, I believe it was always comfortable. Gotcha, okay. <laughs> All right. So, I like, mean, you we, guys, we are the ones working for I these see. buildings. So I, we're, I, we're like the, the little elves. That... I gotcha. All right. So, like, did you guys like? Did you do like? Let's bake cookies in order for the smell to be nice. Did you do that kind of shit? No, were... that's like houses. That's houses where people like <laughs> when the real estate agent is like, "Come on in," and oh, I have oh, there's cinnamon rolls in the oven. Ooh. Yeah. These are these were all boutique <laughs> office oh, offices. Oh, I got you, boutique. Okay, I got you. AKA <laughs> just like really old buildings right and they had like brick exposed brick in them right and that's boutique (laughs) yes it was very boutique boutique office space exposed brick in old ass buildings that's now that's called boutique right that's the yes there's a the boutique experience rather than like a skyscraper i guess (laughs) i love that that's fantastic god they'll sell anything and market it in any way okay how about this one esmeralda number 29 on this uh, list here. So um, it says you might, uh, you might worry that a snake bite is a death sentence out of 7,000 to 8,000 people who are bitten by venomous snakes in the U S only five have died. That makes the odds of death uh, 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 by a snake at around one in 50 million. So don't worry about it. Yeah, But what are the odds I'm just wait. So out of the seven thousand to eight thousand people who are bitten by snakes each year, only five die. I mean, I still don't like that. I don't like my odds. Yeah. Because there's five. There's gonna be five that are gonna die. Right. How do you know right. you're not that one? Right. Exactly. Exactly. You're number exactly. three of five. <laughs> and again, some people, Esmeralda, I would agree with you, and some people would say that we look at the glass half empty. <laughs> yes. <know? laughs> And this is also why I don't I don't go to I don't go to like outside things. Right. Like I'm not going to spend snakes. the night I'm not going to spend the night in a tent in Arizona. That's not going to fucking happen. Mm, yep, nope. nope. Um I was watching the Shania Twain documentary. Ah, I've uh, not seen it. Is it good? I've not seen it. 
Yeah, it was fine. I mean, yeah. if you've seen the behind the music, mm-hmm. it kind of covers all that. Like it kind of covers it, but then you know, recent things. Right. She apparently got Lyme's. By the way, I didn't know it was Lyme's disease. I thought well, it was Lyme it, disease. Wait, it's plural. She got really? Lyme. Yeah, it's plural. Lyme's disease. So L Y M E L Y M E S. Yes. Oh, okay. And I don't okay. know if it's apostrophe. <laughs> <laughs> like Mr. Lime named it. <laughs> like it's Lime's. Yeah, it's Lime's disease. <laughs> Harry Lime. Um, yeah. All right. But yeah, it's Lime's disease. She got Lime's disease. She was riding horses and got bit by a tick. Oh. No, thank you. Oh. That's why I don't go outside. Like, yeah, me. You I know, stick to the inside. Yeah. No, nope, I don't do that. I don't like that shit. I don't like nature. I don't can't. I don't like camping. Yeah. I don't like any of that crap. I yeah. don't mind camping, but I have to go when it's very when it's chilly. You know what? There's you no know, bugs. Do you know what uh, roughing it is for me? Mm. No cable in the hotel room. That's roughing it for me. Oh wow! That, that's, that's, <laughs> that's it. Yikes! <laughs> I hate that shit. I am not an outdoorsy person. God, my second wife. Oh my God. Like they loved uh, it. Oh my God. She just and now since you know, she's still I'm still I still see her posts on um you know on the on the social media stuff because we're still kind of friends on, on at least on social media. And the mm-hmm. amount of hiking and shit that she's done since we got divorced is, is astonishing. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I have a few friends who like they, they go camping, but they they go like into the woods. Yeah, no. Like they leave their car and then no. hike. No, no, no. Into no. the woods. I'm like, no. No, no. no, no if no. I'm going to go camping, I'm going to do the one where you park your car right next to the to your tent. Yeah. In the little space that they yeah. give you. And and, and, have the, and have the electrical sockets ready to plug into all the stuff that you mm-hmm. need. That's, yes. yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I, it's, it's funny because, you know, I've seen this movie, this this new movie, Bones and All, mm-hmm. um, uh, which stars my, my future ex-husband, Timothy Chalamet. Yes. <laughs> who, who I am Timothy Chalamet. Who I am. <laughs> I am un- I am unabashedly in love with this guy. I am in love with this kid. I love him. I adore him, and um, and it's a really terrific movie. And there's a scene where like they end up like sleeping outside a lot, like on the back mm-hmm. flatbed of a truck. Now, if Timothy Chalamet were there, I might do it. <laughs> he would he would protect you from the I, snakes. <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't care because Timothy, my 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 my, my crush, Timothy Chalamet, would be there. <laughs> That's true. He's all so, else, he's, all else falls away. Everything falls away when Timothy Chalamet is around. I am so in love it's with him. Just him. him. He is, he's so fucking dreamy. I love, I, I love him. I love him, and he's so dreamy in Bones and all. Oh my god. Anyway, he makes me feel like a sixteen-year-old girl when I see him on screen. <laughs> I wonder if he's on any of those Teen Beat magazines. Man, he should be. Should be on every one of them. He, I don't even know if those exist I, anymore. I don't know if they exist anymore, <laughs> but he is a dream boat. He is a goddamn. Not only is he a great actor, like he's a legitimately terrific actor, and has been since. Yeah. We, and he is Muad'Dib. He is my. He is you know. He is the man in Dune. He is he is the savior. Uh, but he is just. I just love that kid, and I love him at red carpets. Did you see him when he had that red number on the backless red number that he wore? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh man. By the way, Teen Beat, uh, their final issue was 2007, unfortunately. Oh. And Tiger Beat. Who would be? Tiger Beat was 2019. Winter of 2019 was their final issue. Oh, no. 
So he might have he might have gotten he in. He might have made Tiger Beat because yeah, he no, 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 might. He was, because like Lady Bird was 2016, and uh, you know like Little Women was right around 2018, and Call Me by Your Name was like 2018. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean he's like 27 now, and he was a kid when he started, so he's been doing this. for He a also might have just well, you can't really. You can't really say no to those magazines because they don't really get pictures. No, they don't give you. No, yeah, you can't. They can't say no because they just take pictures that exist and plaster them all over. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, you know, you remember, you know, Esmeralda, that he's in. He plays Matthew McConaughey's son in Interstellar, which was the movie that they were. Why? Why wasn't Timothy Chalamet in the bar with your friend? Because that's what they were oh. filming when your when your friend met. Your friend. Well, because if he's a child, he was underage. He was underage. Yeah, <laughs> I don't that's think what, he's. I, he was probably sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not hanging out with him right. after hours in right. the bar. <laughs> right, true, true. Anyway, but um, yeah, he plays, he plays, uh, he plays, uh, he, he plays Malcolm, uh, Malcolm, he, uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey's son in Interstellar. Oh, I see. The young version, not the older version as time goes by. So, uh, the, sure. The kid ver- oh, you haven't seen Interstellar. <laughs> no, I have, but uh, yeah. is that the, well, I think I have. Is that the one where um, everything is cured by love? No. Which one's that one? Uh, I don't know. Is that Sunshine? Maybe Are you think it's sunshine? a space one. And then at the end, like because, like they can see things into the past, into the future. No, there's future stuff. No, it takes the, the movie. No, it does not. You can't see things in the past in it. But it, oh, what it, movie like, is that then? I think it's Sunshine. I think you're thinking of Sunshine, maybe. Maybe somebody... Because I think your boyfriend... Uh, not your boyfriend, but I think Killian Murphy's in that, is the movie you're mm. talking about. I think. No, it's like no? he sees his daughter. Yeah, well, no, that's Interstellar. When he sees his daughter grow up, his daughter... Yeah, his, and his then daughter at the end, Jessica, like, Jessica it's Jessica love. Chess. Well, it's not really love. <laughs> it's not really... It's not really... No, that's not what the. You kept talking about something about love, and, and I was like, "Nah, I'm out." Yeah, it's that's what. The, yeah, and Jessica Chastain plays his adult daughter because he's away, and time continues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything's scared by love. It's not. That's not what it's about. <laughs> that's not what it's about. That's what I got out of it. Well, you you were drunk when you saw it. I don't know what the hell. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That whole he had that whole thing that whole um, it's a it monologue. has a po- it has a positive beautiful message but it's not like love <laughs> you can see through time because of love that's not what happens in the in the movie yeah that model, all I heard was something about it was real hippy dippy I kind it was of, it was kind of hippy dippy I, I, uh, I McConaughey's I in it Esmeralda McConaughey I know it. and so he's I mean, the one I think that does the whole monologue at the he end does, he does he does have a monologue yeah no and that movie makes me cry I love that movie Jesus. I just I was like no did okay. I just watch this whole movie to find out it is, <laughs> it's really long too it's like a two hour 40 minute movie you sat there for a yeah. long time anyway <sighs> anyway my future ex-husband Timothy Chalamet's in that so anyway, God. All right, hey, you know what? It's already t- it's already time for my dad's joke, Esmeralda. Can you believe <laughs> All it? All right. We've been chatting about Timothy Chalamet. I lost what time it was. Uh, hold on a second. There we go. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell. And Hi, Carrie. I love. Oh, your show. she's holding up a sign that says, "I'm better than Timothy." I, I I'm oh, sorry. Oh wow. <laughs> Yikes. All right, here's my dad. Oh, it's the best part of the week, baby. 
It's time to hear something funny. Here we go with your music intro. Ah! It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. Yeah. What'd I say? It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. Yeah. My dad uh, drops by every Tuesday uh, here at the podcast to tell a joke. Uh, I've been telling jokes for 80 million years. Uh, and by the way, as we'll get back to those incredibly ridiculous and crazy stats and facts uh, the next time we chat. Yes. Uh, for sure. You ready for my dad's joke? My dad's here. Absolutely. Okay, dad, hit it. A hole appeared in the women's changing room at the fitness club. The police are looking into it. <laughs> Jesus. That was jokey, jokey, jokey time. It was a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad told a joke. He'll do it again. He'll do it actually tonight, He'll, live on stage yeah. at Zanies in Rosemont. <laughs> is he, do you know? Because you've gotten a preview. Is he going to, is he going he, blue? He, he goes a little blue on the third joke, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And so <laughs> some people might go. <laughs> So I don't. <laughs> well, jokes on them. We're on the first floor. That's right. We are. We're on the first floor. So you know, yeah. there you go. That, I'm keeping that year round, Esmeralda. That's not just. That's not for Halloween only. I mean, yeah, that's a very. It's it's a uh, all year kind yeah. of scream and fall. <laughs> so you know, next week um, is uh, is this. Oh, is it? Yeah, next week. Is it next week? It's next week. Goodness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I played that. I pl- I played this exact sound effect when Dana was on because I wanted to find out what her Thanksgiving traditions were. And mm-hmm. she's like, "What the hell was that? It sounds like." <laughs> she said, "It sounds like the, uh, the 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 shopping cart with the broken wheel that I always get when I go grocery <laughs> shopping." That's what she thought it was. She didn't, I was like, no, it's a turkey gobble. She's like, you might want to take that sound effect back in. It sounds like every shopping cart I get when I go to Walgreens. I'm like, all right. Very good. <laughs> so we have, we have got uh, our turkey day. So uh, let's do some special Thanksgiving stuff next week, okay? Sure. Yeah, Because yeah, we, yeah. we, we're actually, we have an episode that will drop on Thanksgiving Day. Yes. Um, so we'll, You can we'll, listen to it while you can, eating your you turkey. You can listen to it while you're eating, while you're eating this oh, guy. God. So... Um, but, and then, uh, uh, you know, by the way, we have an extra, uh, podcast episode this week. Uh, I want to oh, make sure everybody knows yeah. because tonight we are taping the live, uh, podcast event and then it will drop tomorrow. So Wednesday, tomorrow, you will be able nice. to hear everything that happens at Zany's tomorrow. So we have an extra podcast. So episode 89 will be the Nick T podcast live from Zany's and then episode 90, which is Friday. Uh, speaking of taste test, Marnie Shore is going to join us from the takeout. Um, Very nice. And I believe we are going to taste test some uh, weird gummy bears, I think. Ooh. And then you and I uh, are going to taste test live tonight. And we have uh, a new package that was sent to us by Deanna, where I mm-hmm. believe we're going to be taste testing some stuff in upcoming episodes because we love mm-hmm. to do that. So I actually, I, I brought some, I brought a couple things from Iceland. Oh, yes, that's right. We have the so taste test. So we have test a taste yet. test. Yes. Yeah, let's, international edition. Let's do that. Let's do that uh, for, for let's do that for this Friday's episode, okay? For episode okay. 90. Let's do that. 
um, for episode 90. Okay, cool. Well, listen, let me thank everybody. Jason Skaggs, thank you. Uh, and thank you for flying in from uh, Houston for tonight. Ed and everybody at Radio Misfits, uh, rate and review us on every platform. Uh, you can uh, buy some sponsorship here, get some ads out with us, sales at radiomisfits.com. And again, anything you want to say 24-7, comments, questions, uh, you want to participate, you want a megaphone message, voicemail us, 773-417-6948. Email us, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Esmeralda, I will see you tonight and tomorrow. Mm -hmm. What we do on stage at Zany's, everybody will be able to hear right here on the network. Yes. So cool. All right, Esmeralda, see you later. Thanks very much. Thank you. All right, and uh, that's Esmeralda. And uh, hey, thanks, everybody. The Nick D Podcast will be back again tomorrow. Extra episode, bonus episode, the Nick D Podcast live from Zany's. You'll be able to hear it. So thanks for listening to the Nick D Podcast on RadioMisfits.com.